my god, welcome back to Webology. Happy students. Easter, everybody. Happy Easter to everybody. We're recording on Easter Day. I am your satiated professor, Ricky. I am your depressed professor, Ethan. Jesus, we have both things to talk about. Uh, I think we got to address the whole depression bit. Like, what the fuck? <sighs> Y'all. Yeah? Two things. Okay. One, rip to my uh, waking up in the morning without, like, allergy eyeballs. <laughs> the springtime has come. Oh, the pollen is the, in full blast right the now. The pollen bloometh and burneth my bloometh. eyeballs. Yes. And then two... I want to take a moment of silence for our lost and fallen friend, Black Clover, whose last episode was March 30th. They are going into what I imagine the original Naruto series went through where they had Naruto and then Shippuden suddenly. And I imagine we're going to have some point in the future, Black Clover, Shippuden, whatever you want to call it. But for now, it is done. It is finished. And we we have to live with that. I think it's Black Clover, the devilingning. The devil ending, ending, ending. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's it's the devil ending. ending. Depressed. That's I, all I can I, say. I, I get it. I, I mean, understand. Tuesdays are gonna blow now. They are. They that that was like the last bastion of good anime every single week consistently <sighs> for like what a hundred and six seventy episodes. Yeah. Yeah. So you uh, you don't got that Tuesday fix anymore. You're kind of living in I, that void. I mean, what's even the point anymore is my question. It's <laughs> the one thing I had going for me. And we're big cla- Black Clover boys. Like, we, we were a uh, big hype on this. But it, it's a natural progression for Shonen. They don't have seasons. They are trying to play that long-form game. And now we have to wait. We have to wait for everything to come back. It, <laughs> but there will be a time in the future if, any, if it helps you. <laughs> I know. If it helps you think of the good times. Doesn't that- help me for shit. I want it now. <laughs> you want it now? Yeah. Right, right fucking now. Right now. Next news day. I'm I am satiated because my uh my grandma cooked us a Easter feast. A feaster, if you will. Nice. Yes, thank you. And it was it was just a very Polish dish. It was a lot of ham, a lot of kielbasa, a lot of polokis, which is like a stuffed cabbage sort of thing. Uh-huh. And uh <laughs> She gave me all of the leftovers, so I have nice. food. I have food for days right now. Clutch. I am in for this. I am satiated. This is who I am. But today, we're going to be satiated on a thing we've been sitting on for a hot minute. We haven't talked about it for a while. We proposed this a while ago, but now we have it back. What are we talking about today, Ethan? Well... We are doing our pitcher ditch redux for pitcher <laughs> for standing on a million lives, as well as the supposed uh, best show of the year, Mashoku Tensei. I am so happy you said this. Jobless reincarnation is the one I pitch, and I feel like I really hit the nail on the head early because you have the big YouTubers for that show: Giguk, uh, Mother's Basement. Mm-hmm. And others talking so highly of this show. And I feel like all the things they said, I watched Gigguk's video yesterday about that show. And it kind of hit all the points I said way early on. And there's a reason why, because it's very apparent why it's so good. But I feel as though Ethan's energy disagrees 
with the concept. Look, we'll get to it, but I think we will. this is a common issue that happens in the anime community. A good show will come out and people will just slurp the nerps off of it forever. And I do. I slurp those nerps. Those are my nerps to slurp. I'm well aware. I'm I know. just saying. And I am ridiculous. very in and so is everyone else. So we'll talk about maybe why or why not this show deserves all of its hype. But I want to hit that other one first. Okay. Yes. I stand, I'm standing on a million lives. Yes. Made by uh, Mayo Studios or something like that. It's, it's something like that. Uh, Maho it, Films. Maho Films. That's it. It's not a, it's not a big studio. They had, a, they had a, maybe six other showings outside of this one. They're already slated for a season two for I'm Standing on a Million Lives. They have a season two already in the works. And I, I'm not going to say it's not warranted because I think the show, as you pitched it to me originally, was serviceable. Right. It's good. It's, it's a good show. I cannot deny its quality. But I have a lot of problems with it. Oh, great. But I have a lot of, I, I, have, a so, couple, I have a couple things to say good about it. So uh, when we were doing the original picture ditch for this, yeah. you know, you had done an isekai and I, you know, picked an isekai I'd watched recently and it was between something like this and then something like maybe Infinite Dendrogram or something like that. You know, I watched Infinite like Dendrogram or Dendrogram or whatever it is, but I, I felt like this was the right pitch to go against my pitch because I feel like this show does serviceably, serviceably what Jobless Reincarnation does exceptionally well. <laughs> All right, you're going to have to stop dropping the word exceptional and stuff like that or nope, I'm going to lose nope, it. <laughs> nope, it's, you're going to get it all episode. It's an, it's an okay show. I'm it's, just, it's I'm a just saying. It's a good show. But we're here now. We're in Million Lives land. <laughs> I'll give him a 10,000. I'm hyper fucking ventilating I know, I over can feel, here. I can feel you on that one. <gasps> oh my God. But Million Lives is, of course, an isekai. I don't know. And, and we've had a couple people like you guys on a fucking isekai kick right now. This is our last isekai for probably a couple episodes. I think we have something slated up for the next, uh, next couple that probably will definitely in the last, in the next couple are not isekais, but. I mean, we could change it at any point. In fact, next twenty twenty isekai. Yeah, 2021's years of the isekai. Who cares? Who gives a shit? But I do what I want. I do what I want. But this one is an interesting one because you do have the the constant isekai tropes in this one. Uh, Yotsuka, Yotsuka is our main character, and transported to another world it's he didn't die he just kind of went there and uh the the only couple things you get initially are that two of his friends went before him so they were already leveled up and you have an interesting godlike character which i don't mind him too much i i was i felt like i was abrasive to him initially like oh you're some fucking typical isekai game master at the beginning but he he was actually pretty fun like i I found i found him to be okay he was certainly quirky (laughs) he was quirky right he literally was a god with like above his nose cut off (laughs) above his head but the way his speech patterns worked was he would chop off the last syllable of every sentence he said so that was actually kind of fun like it tracked with his visual and narrative 
mainstay was he was like 90% there. So his sentences were 90% done. Right. And I love that. I love that shit. That <laughs> was really funny. That was really funny. And it made at for first go- I was like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? And I was actually struggling to figure out what was going on. Like, right, right. I was like, is there like uh I was like, is is fucking Hulu or whatever <laughs> broken? <laughs> no, it's not. And 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 I also had that reaction. Like one I was like, is it buffering every time he's about to finish his sentence? One thing I noticed is that I think you and I had a sub dub difference where you were thinking in the dub, like, what the fuck is going on? But the subs cut off I, as well. I think I watched it. I had to watch it. You, you watch it in sub. So I, I, I don't think there was. Yeah, I Maybe, didn't think yeah, there was know. a buffering issue because there was literally like, here's your next mission. But they wouldn't. He wouldn't say ishin. He'd say, here's your next meh. And then a period in the in the subs. And you're really? like, OK, this is clearly like intentional. Yeah, it was clearly intentional. But once I saw like, oh, shit, he's literally cut off at the top. He's literally. Maybe only- I did watch the dub. I don't know. But I feel like like speaking the language or whatever that it's being told in helps a lot with that. Yes. Specific yeah. aspect, because yeah. I feel like he was saying, welcome to your mish. And then yeah. you wouldn't say the rest. Welcome to your mish. And as yeah. you're listening, you're like, what the hell is this guy's deal? What is he, what is he doing? Um, but everything after that, it felt very blase. Like it was, a, it was very much for me at least. It was like a guy who was transported to another world, and he was subjected to a worse fate than he expected. He wasn't a warrior. He wasn't a mage. He was a fucking farmer. So his only uh, weapon set was a hoe and a sickle. So I did like that aspect of it, where they. Uh, gave him a slot in life by random as a farmer. And he started to get more and more uh, classes as the shit went on, but they weren't always all great, which I actually genuinely like because that could work out in a system like that. Literally a random wheel and, oh, fuck, you're a chef now, right? And I I actually kind of dug that. I I dug that a lot because he worked with what he had and some of those skills were useful in combat. They were they weren't bad. They 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 kind of helped him out a little bit. Yeah. So, why did you pick this show? Why why was this the one you pitched me? Well, what I'm, I'm struggling with is, I felt like there was a lot more nuance to this show than like you're giving it credit for, right? And so uh, my question, maybe my maybe. question is, why does a show like Mashoko Tensei get all the benefit of the doubt, but a show like this doesn't? I will give you... Polish? It's not just polish. This show, and I'll talk about why Jobless does a better job at this later, but this show did not take its introductions of the world to its logical conclusions. Like, he felt like an otaku. He said he was was kind of a little bit of a shut-in. He wasn't a very sociable guy. But it was never taken to its logical end. He was still that, and I'm going to say it, pretty boy MC. He was still vibing, like he was still awkward. But it, it, it didn't, it didn't go to its logical ends. Like it, it they, they didn't push it as far mm-hmm. as the premise they presented could go. And maybe that's just a merit of what I was telling you before we got on mic. This show, this studio, these animators, these writers. Everyone 
from the moment the the manga was made or the light novel was made to the time the anime was released, they never thought in any way further than the surface level. Like this felt like a really well executed surface level look at an isekai. Like, but it was still kind of on the surface, right? You like, yeah, he was an otaku, but you never went further than that. They had classes and uh, world systems that never went further than that. It, it, it maybe that's just a merit of the twelve episode system, but I don't know. Jobless in their set like went way further and really brought to the logical conclusion so, where it should have gone. I view yeah. these two shows as basically foils of each other. Each other. Yeah, they kind of bounce on they each other. They really are similar. They are. They are. And they're really not all that different except for polish. Now, let me dig into what you're saying. Sure. Because I actually, I think this show does deep, go deep into that. Well, help me understand that then. Because I'm there's a couple situations, right? Like, it's not like he goes to this new world and now he's just a complete loser still. Like, I don't think that's that's like, that wasn't the plan here. So basically, right, like think think of like otakus, even even you can even say like jobless reincarnation, right? He's thinking, oh, I was so suave in the game. I did all these things in the game. Right. Well, this okay, literally yeah, is a game that. to the kid, right? Right. So he's in there, but he's still, if, if you recall in like episodes, I want to say it's like three through five or something. It was, yeah, like three, like two he's through like four or something like that. basically saying, yeah. I'm going to go solo this shit yeah, because y'all yeah. suck. That was episode two. He like left the village, said, y'all fucking suck. I need to level up to help you guys survive. Like, I need to go do that. I like that aspect a little bit. So I actually feel like that is a logical conclusion for an otaku who's really good at games, which was like the whole point, right? So like, uh, the way this started is the first two girls, uh, I think her name was Io Shinoda Iu, and Kosue. Kosue. Uh, Kusue. That's Kusue and Iu. Do you know which one was the magician chick? Uh, Iu. Iu was the chick with, that was the, the blonde chick that was the magician. Yeah, so girl, she was yeah. like some like, I don't know highly rated tennis player or something like that. Yeah, she was like queen of the school. Yeah, queen yeah. bitch. She was like she was like uh what's her face from an ordinary, the pink hair chick. Uh so F- Serafina. Serafina. Yeah, Sarah. Yeah. Now that the similar vibes like So she starts, you know, she's the first one pulled into this world and and you got to remember it's not like a it's not like an isekai where they're like playing a video game and then all of a sudden they get pulled into the video game. No, it's just like straight up feels random. Yeah. Right? And so she's pulled into this game and given this task, but she doesn't play video games. She doesn't know what the hell's going on. So she's, she's just like fumbling out on through the spot. it. Right, yeah. And then uh, Husue is also Husue. brought in and she's, okay, first girl, magician, second girl, knight, uh, or I guess warrior. Yeah, yeah, but, she's a warrior, but so she's, she can use swords. But yeah. she's like, I guess, scared of violence is what I would call it, or like just not really about it. She's not about confrontation, right? Obviously, like uh, the whole series for the like this show, like she's clearly not about confrontation, right? Her entire character arc was just getting over that. That's that's the whole thing. And so when he comes to this world, our our main character Yusuke. He is a gamer, right? And so yeah. he he understands that like killing killing these goblins will level him up. And so he's the first one to actually level up at all. 
Right. The other two hadn't yet leveled up at all. They even look at his ranks and like, how are you as a farmer and a chef, like leveling up faster than me as a mage and her as a warrior? Right. It's because he's doing more of the shit. He's actually doing the work. Because right? he's played a game before. Yes, he's played the game. And so he's building his own... Um, classes and stuff and then he he like understands the idea of a game world and the game system right off the rip play the mechanics because he did Use very very beautifully at one point he was he about to did. be killed he did and he leveled up at the exact moment he needed to to pause the world and get his new class and the, only a gamer would know how to right. gain that system like that that that's a good way so to, play to me yeah. that's the logical conclusion of a gamer going into a game world now also when they're when they're working on the first i think it's like quest 3 or whatever the the third quest where he's finally there he's still a farmer at this point yada 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 so what's her face uh eu oh eu gets yeah. eaten by like this insane monster that shouldn't be in quest 3 was that 3. the troll yeah. the the big troll yeah 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 she gets eaten yeah now they find out during this that you can't so okay as a party, you can respawn if you would not respawn into an area where you would just instantly die again. So, like, for instance, underwater, you wouldn't be able to respawn because you just instantly drown again. They show that in its most primal form and in the best form during the blizzard. Right. The blizzard was that moment where I saw that system in play where I was like, okay. Yeah, this. Well, like even episode two, three, when she's like eaten by this troll and then say, say she respawns inside of the troll's stomach, she'd die again. Would, she, yeah, she so would die. So that's actually where we get introduced to the system, yeah. which I thought was extremely well done, right? I, I got to admit that, that that was a really well done system. Like you are uh, playing this character or you're playing in this other world where you understand that your party as a whole is more important than your own individual lives. Right. Like you could die. You can die over and over again. As long as one of them are safe, everybody's safe. So you want to make sure that you're fighting in the best interest of the party. You can have somebody scout die a hundred times and gain all that information, come back and then use that. Like that was very well done. I, I cannot deny that. Right. That so really to me, the logical inclusion of somebody who knows how to game and whatever and is not going to spend his time wasting his time teaching these two girls how to how to game, essentially. Yeah. Are you he just goes the, off to go do his own thing, right? You're Level not a up. fucking elite gamer. You can't <laughs> She's vibe a freaking with me. filthy casual. She's dude. an actual casual. You'll never beat me, Normie. You're done. Like, <laughs> Normie. What? Yeah, fucking Normie. So um, I get what you're saying. Right. I just yeah. I don't I don't think it's a fair at all representation of the show to say that it doesn't take these things to the conclusions because I think it does. It's just different. Yeah, it doesn't have the polish of Mashoko Tensei, but I don't think it's fair to say that it was not taken to know, a conclusion. I don't know if it's just about... I, 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 I kind of get what you're saying. Like it, it isn't about necessary logical conclusions, but Jobless takes the logical conclusions of the mainstay tropes to its nth degree. This show took other things to their nth degree, a gaming world system. He utilized that. Yotsua, Yotsuka took those conclusions to its end from a guy who understands gaming worlds, and he recognized like this can be kind of a gaming world system. And this show was very much like a log horizon. It's a very gamey world, right? It wasn't just a high fantasy isekai. It's very much a gaming isekai. It's built for that kind of audience 
And I don't know. I think what they did take to its nth degree was very good. The the fact they bounced back and forth between worlds so readily was actually really cool. That was really nice. And you haven't seen anything like that since fucking Digimon. Like that they were just coming back to the real world and back to the digital world and there and back. And they had kind of a little bit of freedom to play with that. But I, I don't know. I just feel they they didn't expound upon the stuff of the genre they were in in a way that meant something. But the stuff they expounded upon made it really cool. Right. The gamey world, the party system, that was cool. And I cannot deny that. So it was very cool to see the way that he was like, all my team is dead. I have to do this now. Right. It's, it's on me now. And that tension they built with that party system actually is my one, the, the highest highlight I have for this show was very cool. Like the tension was right. real. I, I yeah. think they did a legitimately one of the better jobs of any show for tension because yes. of what yeah. you're saying, right? Like, when it's sort of like the the you know the horror movies you die in the game you die in real life type shit right that's this right it, it's here. literally well we don't know and that's where the tension is right the unknown here where we don't understand what really what's going on we think the game master is some like alien dude oh every time you complete a mission you're able to ask him one question right so you gain information about the world based on your ability to complete these things and uh, yotsuka had a really interesting question, like I think episode four or five, what happens after we're done? Like what happens here? And what he was shown was a brilliant, like, like the fact that he understood that was very brilliant because we saw that uh, spoilers. I'm sorry, but you're, it's, I mean, this is all spoilers. It's all spoilers. We're going to, we're going to, it's a picture ditch. We got spoilers like right up top, but, that the game world you're in right now is going to intrude on your world. You are fighting to get better and stronger as your character because you need to defend your own world. So not only was them flipping from this new Isekad world to their back to their own, did it feel natural? It felt relevant because right. he had at some point to take the skills from the other world to combat the threat coming from that world to his actual world. And the entire time, Yotsuka, he didn't give a fuck. He hated his city. He hated the real world. Right. So he was forced to train to defend it, which actually was kind of a pretty sweet deal. Like that was from a narrative standpoint, that was a pretty sweet thing. Um, yeah, I think, you know, obviously that was super cool, but I think the, the kind of the way that they've pulled more people into the Isekai was also very interesting. This game master was somehow acting both in the real world and in the game world and giving them tasks to do in both places. Oh, when, he, when he called him up on his own phone in the real world. And he's world, like, said, hey, do this or yeah. else, you know, you're you going you're gonna to next... have a shit time in your, yeah. next, your next quest. Like, that was really cool. Like, right. I cannot and deny then that. In terms of, like, the tension, just going back for a second, each quest seems exponentially harder. And they still seem to come out on top, but the ways they do that are By actually... like, we're talking skin of the teeth on top, which feels better to me than a lot of like normal Yisik eyes where right. they just shit on everything. Right, right. They, they didn't just get a power up. They didn't get the rage shield in the moment and just like clown right. on people. He definitely like when he utilized the system to get to rank 10 and then he got his chef's 
he got his chef skill or a chef class and then suddenly got a blade, but it was just a fucking like carving knife. Big ass sashimi knife. A big ass sashimi knife and he sliced the, the belly of the troll open. The skin of the teeth aspect, they do very well here because he's not very strong by class metrics, but he's strong by who he is. Everyone else warriors mages they should be strong but they're not so he has to kind of pull the weight a little bit right and i and i thought it was cool like you would think okay i'm just gonna go in this game and i'm gonna use her sword or whatever because i know what's up he couldn't can't, like nope. actually equip you their literally weapons. can't touch it if it's not your so weapon. you know i i just think it was fairly well thought out like i don't feel like there was massive gaps anywhere and then of course like the last episode was the most interesting and and yeah. like really added an aspect to isekai i think that does when they got the fifth player yeah, yeah, but it yeah, does yeah. a lot for the show, which is like the, the final question they ask is, you know, are these real people? Yes. And when he said, yeah, it's essentially an alternate Earth. Right. And, and so like, the final episode's that? called is like Midsummer's Murderer, Murderer Summer. Yeah. And it's the idea of him having to live with having killed a bunch of people in this like other world and like continuing his life. Now, even the people that he's he's like friends with. Uh, the three people in his party that he basically did all this to save. Yeah. Even they're treating him differently. Right. And so it's like, I don't know. I just think that, you know, this show doesn't, it's not, like I said, it's nothing like groundbreaking or insane, but, but it does, it does. A, there's a bit of a sleeper aspect to it because it does something. There's just really something well. beneath the surface yeah, that I think needs to be at least talked about a little bit. There's something beneath the surface for sure that it, it makes you feel like it's an isekai that was well thought out. But well thought out knowing it's going to feel generic because it does at the end of the day feel generic. Right. But if you give it a critical eye, you're like, there is some stuff here. Right. That has some real legs. And and it was one of the few shows we've done pitcher dishes on where I went in thinking, well, I gave it the religion of three at first. And I'm like, this isn't my fucking show. This isn't going to rip. But I finished it yesterday and today. And once I got into the meat. I was like, okay, maybe there's something here. I thought it was going to be a ditch. Yeah. Like, on, on the rip, I thought it was going to be a ditch. Don't watch this. But for someone who likes their shows critically analyzed, I think there's more meat here that the critical anime watcher could enjoy. But if you're going to turn your brain off, this show also does pretty good work. If you're going to shut your brain off, it's a popcorn isekai. It's, it's going to be okay. I, th- I think you're going to have a good time. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think it's like, I, I don't know how to like rate its watchability, right? I think, you know. Well, what's your what's your rating for it overall? Like, well, if you had to give them a number. I think it's like an uber solid, like 75. I was like gonna, 72. I was gonna, yeah, I was going to say like a 73. Yeah. That, that's where, that's my number. 73. Mal uh, scale, like a 60 or a 6 or whatever. It's, 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 what is it? Like fine as Mal? Yeah, it's it's nothing crazy. And and Mal might actually I think underrate this a little bit, which is crazy. They for sure underrate it. Yeah. Cuz nobody I, wants to think about anything. They just want to yeah. like watch an anime and be like, "Wow, that was really cool." What's funny too is that like the studio did a good job. If you want to turn your brain off and just watch some good shit, this will it's only 12 episodes. It's not going to it's not going to break the bank on time. It'll get the job done. Like it, it, it's it's a fun time, and the world itself is fairly engaging. I think what carries it is 
the main character because as generic as he feels up top, there is more to this than I would imagine. But I don't know. There, there's something that's not putting it over the 80s because I think it, it still plays in the tropes too heavy, too hard. Well, it, lean, it leans on the framework that is Isekai's and it doesn't try to break any molds. Like it's still furthering some aspects, but it's not the things that it needs to further, right? I I I think there are other ways they could have gone with this to make it an eighty, but it's it's just not there. So seventy three, seventy four, maybe animation's good, characters are good, everything is just fine. It's all fine. That's where I'm putting it. Yeah. So I'm I'm reading a lot of like people's comments and stuff on now. A lot of people what's are the, saying What's that the mouse score? What's the mouse score? The mouse score is a 644. That is criminally underrated. Like, should be at least a flat 7. Well, you should listen to this. I mean, most okay. people are in the reviews are putting it at like 3-4. That's, like, ridicu- that's ridiculous. I, I just think, like... It's not going to blow your mind, but it's not a 3 or a 4. I'm just really struggling to connect with, like, the average anime fan here. Like, I don't understand how you can rate this so much lower than a Mashoko Tensei. Like, I don't think it's, it's, it's not a 40% different show. I don't think that's even close to realistic. And I just don't like, yeah, fair. You know what I mean? Like, like a 40 and a 90 or 40 and an 80. That doesn't make any sense to me. I don't, I don't get it. No, I'm saying the disparity that Mal was putting this show against jobless. It's not, it shouldn't be that far. There is a disparity, but it shouldn't be that far. Like right, I don't think it's fifty percent. I think it's ten percent. It should be like a seven or seven and a nine. Like, like this show should be a seven flat. Jobless should be a nine flat. That's where I think things should be. But Mal's not always going to work that way. And it's it's weird to me that these people are giving threes and fours. But it's not completely illogical that maybe the average anime fan and maybe myself as well have seen so many isekais where the generics of this show did feel a little strong. There are some very strong gamey vibes. The character and the harem situation felt very generic. There were aspects of it. The ones that matter in isekais, main character, power system, O-Penis, Jamie O-Penis, and like... Your your supporting characters, they all felt pretty generic, but they expounded in ways that I never expected. So it, it has points there in my department. That's why I give it a 73 or 74. But it's time, Ethan. Yeah. It's time. We have to talk about Jobless. <laughs> okay. You've had reservations. You watched it. You are not... Uh, as hype as I was, I am a stand for this show. I mean, this it's not is you, like only bag. you. There's like so many people that are claiming this is like the best show ever. Well, I, 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 I feel like I hit it early. Like I definitely in the Religion of Three, I pitched it to you with only five episodes out. Yeah, and I felt that energy from it. What, what are your thoughts of the show? Just initial jobless reincarnation. What is your initial thoughts? It's a good show. It's pretty. Doesn't okay. do anything special. <laughs> That's not true. It's like I a think normal that's 100% show. 100% false. It does everything special. Okay. The the best thing I'll say about it is each of the OPs are done with like a new interesting thing going on in the background where you can like watch them like 
you know, you're in the castle and there's people cleaning up or something. Like, I think that's cool. Sure. Yeah. So here's the thing. I'm about to go on that absolute tirade right now. I can't wait. I have, I have been waiting for this so much. <laughs> Jobless Reincarnation is a show so refined, so polished, it takes every isekai trope to its logical conclusion. I'm not saying that Million Lives didn't. They just did that with some of the, the side conceptual shit. Jobless Reincarnation takes the typical isekai shit to its absolute logical conclusion, and it benefits in every way for it. Let's take Rudy, for example, the, our main boy, the guy who is good at magic and shit at swords. Like, he is the isekai protagonist I've wanted forever because he is the guy that when everyone else said otaku, they made them charming, heroic, powerful. They made them everything an otaku in real life wouldn't be. They made them an empty vessel where you wouldn't feel anything, but you could put yourself in because they have no fucking personality. Like Akiritsu and fucking uh, Sora Online. Like he was quote unquote an otaku gamer who stayed inside and then he became a beta tester for this game and he just had extra knowledge before everyone else got there. Fine. At the time, fine. But Rudy is a guy who is so shut in he has a reason for being shut in. He was traumatized by the, the methods by which he was shut in. He was bullied to a fucking extent that is very traumatizing. And he isn't immediately this heroic MC from the beginning. It took him like two, three, uh, even five episodes just to leave his fucking house. And he's a child and he recognizes he's a child in the new world. He is the otaku MC that Isekai should aspire to because he was a fucking degenerate in his real world. He stayed inside for 20 years. He masturbated to fucking hentai. He played video games. That is what I imagined an Isekai protagonist in a new world to be with an, that, that had the title of otaku. So I think while I don't agree with everything he does, obviously. He fucking tried to take off Eris's like panties when she was sleeping. Like that was fucking right. not okay. But you cannot agree with everything an MC does and still enjoy the narrative arc that a certain character takes. That's where I'm at. Mm. And I, I don't know. I I feel like this is just such a much more realistic look at an MC like that than any other show has ever done. Okay, <laughs> I, I I know it's a lot to br- a lot to bring down on you, but like, I mean it's like it's, that's like three episodes, and then the rest is completely normal. Like I I just is it though a hundred percent. I don't view this show as like groundbreaking in any way. It's a great show. It's good, but it's not the best show of the year already after eleven episodes. It's not the like I just it's sort of the same thing as Jujutsu Kaisen. People after five episodes are saying it's the best show that have ever existed. It's the same thing that happened. It won anime of the year of last year because of its first season. That was a little first half of the first season. Yeah. First half of the first season or right. like a demon slayer two years ago or what is that now? Probably three years ago in 2019. We're seeing, we seeing hype creep in the award shows as well. This is, sure. yeah. this is, this is my problem with it. And okay. it, it, it almost doesn't have any, a lot to do with the show. 
It's just people have like lost their fucking minds. It's like you haven't seen a maybe a good show in a while, which is weird because we literally just had Jujutsu Kaisen. But then this show, everyone's like slurping up out of this world. I just don't understand where this is coming from. Let me ask you a question real quick. Do you feel now that we have the podcast for nearly two years that you watch every show with a critical eye or can you turn your brain off to certain shows? Like, you know, this is going to be this isn't going to be an academic slapper. You're just going to shut your brain off and watch it. Or do you watch every show with a critical eye now? I would say probably just me as a person, I'm generally pretty critical. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, that's, I mean why, like, that's why we're, I would right. argue we're good at what we do. But yeah. I would argue that's why we did this show in the first place. <laughs> I think we want to be critical about these boys. Right? I like, get it. Like, yeah. like if I was up here just saying every show I've watched is God, you know what I mean? No, like I don't can't. think they, that. They can't be. They can't be. No. And, and maybe, you know, it's something that I feel like is a hard line to, to ride, right? Because even shows I love, like you want to be critical of them so people understand like it's important that you in spite are, of all that yes yes you still love this show so yes, much you're still like bleach at there's it. so many problems there's so much stuff i could talk about but i at still the the day, it like speaks to me on a different level yes thank you for saying that because there are many shows nowadays i think million lives is a great example of that if I were to have shut my brain off for that show i think i'd have a way better time i'd put it probably in the 80s 85s but I, I had to bring myself to the critical eye because I was watching it for that reason. It's very interesting because I feel like if you turn your brain off, the show's worse for that one because there's a lot of stuff under the surface that unless you're thinking about stuff, you're not like picking up on. What's funny because I, I felt like I was having a better time when I wasn't thinking. Like I was That's still just like, weird. I don't know. It just might be a difference between you and I, but I think I'm that sure. also, I just don't, I, that difference is expounded upon yeah. when I give a critical eye to jobless and with such an eye i find this show to be fucking mind-blowingly refined like it's not doing anything necessarily new it's got season one my hero academia vibes for isekai it is doing what has already been done but it is doing it in a way that is refined drawing certain aspects major aspects of isekai to its logical conclusions and all right, I'm going to do something for you then. What you got? Yeah. Because. Yeah. I think there's a lot of criticism of the show that you've made of other shows that for some reason you're not applying to this. And so I want to like hit present them and see how you hit me re- with this. Rebut yeah. them. Because you might be right. Uh, again, I'll, I'll, I'll say if you're right or not. So I let's mean, go back to Wise Man's Grandchild. God damn it. Oh, shit. Or I've, Wise Grand Aunt's. Wise Dog. aunt's grand cousin. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> so in that show, right? Yeah. Shin Wolford is yeah. a guy from the real world. He goes into that show sure. and he uses real life science and like being smart, essentially. Okay. Yeah. To amplify his powers. Of course. Et cetera, et cetera. Right. Okay. Yeah. Jobless reincarnation. Rudius Gray Rat is a fucking six-year-old kid. With a 30-year-old brain. Using 30-year-old logic to like basically talk circles around these adults. Sure. They, for some reason, aren't picking up that he's doing this. Some do. Because they're all dumbasses. Well, most of them are, yes. And so my question to you is, there's an entire world of dumbasses for wise man grandchild, and there's an entire world of dumbasses for jobless reincarnation. What's the difference? The difference here is that Shin is using that to augment his placement in the power system. Rudy 
is using that 30-year-old brain to augment his place in the social system. He's gifted with magic, but he's not gifted in every aspect in this world. He fucking sucks at swordsmanship. He's historically, famously shitty at swordsmanship. He's not making himself more powerful by bullshit logic in this world. He's making himself weaseling himself in with what he knows in the social system. Like he's to making, me, that's like way worse. No, to me, that's way better. I, let me explain. I'm just saying. I'm just I'm saying. Like, I'm like yeah. I think it's weirder that this guy's having like adult conversations as a six-year-old with these like 30, 40-year-old guys. And nobody's like, this is kind of weird. They do say that. Paul says that. His dad's like, there's sometimes, man, you just feel Paul's so Paul's the only up. one who's ever made mention of it. And that was the best part who of is that. His, who is his in- new kind of caretaker, uh, his brother or something? Like the gray rat that he goes to stay with. I forgot what his name was, but uh, even there's even times where he says, like, that's a very mature response of you. And I don't think that's necessarily dumb because they're still looking at this kid like a fucking kid. But the stuff out of his mouth, he's like, all right. But the fact that he's able to vibe and he, they're they're putting him in front of lords, leaders, kings, they aren't ignoring that. They're like, OK, this kid's fucking mature. And he's also really good at magic for his age. Let's put him in front. He is an asset to anyone that gets his hands on him. So they aren't ignoring it, but they're going past the recognition stage to put him in front of the right people. And that's what's happening, which is crazy. Um, I, I do agree with you in some point. They're not recognizing that he is obviously an immature kid, like enough to talk and vibe. But one thing I want to say is that Rudy in his old life as a shut-in is still a child in a lot of ways. He's still a kid. And socially, he's he's still like a fucking child. He has to grow up in some ways. And him becoming a kid again allows him a second chance to grow up with his age. So he doesn't know how to talk to a girl. He doesn't know how to talk to an adult in a regal a polite setting he's still learning he doesn't know etiquette he doesn't know manners like he just never had to learn that shit so some and uh, the ptsd he goes through from bullying there are a lot of things that him becoming a child again allows him to grow up in a manner that he never had the experience to do because he was a 20-year shut-in so i think him becoming a kid again was very engaging because he was a kid in a lot of ways when he died, he was still a child in a lot of ways. He's a fucking shut in. He didn't know how to cook for himself. Fuck that shit. But now yeah. he kind of does. Right. <laughs> I, I'm just saying like him becoming again again. I just don't I don't think that at all makes up for this. Right. Like, I think you could say, OK, well, this is a medieval world in some respects. So sure, sure. it makes sense that, you know, you grow up y- younger. Right. You grow up quicker because you're basically like faced with life and death and stuff like that. Right. Like they're, ta- okay. they're talking okay. about sex with them at like a ridiculously young age. Yeah. Paul's an absolute but fucking of animal. Course, right? back, yeah. in the, in, back in olden days, people were having kids at like 15, 16. Right. And they right. kind of make they make kind of assuages a to that or, you know, aphorisms. Even that even that one dude told him, like, use protection at what, nine. And he was just a kid. He's a fucking child. Like, what do you do? Right. With that? So. I don't think that 
I think that is nearly inexcusable what they're doing by like it's it's better if it's a science thing where like all right, all right, you're just right, more scientifically right, right. advanced okay but they're like pushing a 10 year old into sexual situations constantly and they're like pretty i think it's it's like it's concerning to me that they're willing to say okay if you like it's just there's a lot of problems with like this portion of it i need to ask the elephant in the room yeah right now do you feel as though his pervy shit. 30-year-old brain, 8-year-old body, he's pulling pervy shit. Was that so much of a turnoff for you that you have this lens over this whole show where you felt like it was just something you wrote off? Because I feel like you... I mean, it is terrible. I think... Uh, right. I, you, you, you I don't know how you're this. supposed to deal with this, right? Because I think it's always been hard, right? Even with Erased, which I love. Sure. You know, you've got this guy who's 25 or whatever going back into his eight-year-old body. You can't yes. unlearn shit that you've learned. Of course you, you just can. can't. Yeah. And he would get infatuated with chill, like the, the girls then right. in, his, in his body at eight years old. Right. And he'd get infatuated with that. I understand the logic of why that's not okay. But Giguk said it best. You can not agree with the actions, every action of your main character and still enjoy the journey they take. And I really like the way he said that because this show is about this guy's journey of overcoming his PTSD, the reason why he was shut in the first place, the fact that he was not like he was bullied so hard he wanted nothing to do with society and he had PTSD from leaving his house in another world. But that made sense. It was all logically there like it all what all the pieces were there for that to make complete sense even paul paul his dad was like an ex harem anime protag mm -hmm. like he was an he was a slayer of women from human women to beast women like like even jesseline was like got a letter from his from his his dad and was just like yeah he can get it in bed it's fine it, he can get it so like he was obviously a guy who has had his own adventures and we saw that enacted the fact that he had an illegitimate child with the maid. And that's like a logical conclusion of what an ex harem protag would do in a world like that. So I don't know everything about this show, just like they took everything that mattered to its logical conclusions. And that makes it stand out. I just, I don't see how you're but, willing to make the excuse for the social system in this world but you can't make the excuse for the power system in another world using the exact same logic. But it's because the knowledge that is used is used in service of furthering his ability, Shins, in Wise Man's Grandchild, <laughs> sorry, Wise Cousin's Aunt Child, I don't give a fuck. In that world, he literally is using it to, that's his boon, right? That's his boon in the power system. In this show, Nothing of what he knows in the old world helps him in the power system of this world, but his maturity, at least his ability to talk and maneuver with adults has helped him socially. So I, I think that's a big part of this show. He's not a god in this show. He has advantages, but he's not a god. He has magic uh, affinity. He is a, a shit swordsman, which we saw that swordsmanship is a deep part of this world. So, but, but, but he's I'm going to stop also, you there for a second. Yeah. Okay. Hit me. Hit me. 
he showed ridiculous skills at one point fighting his dad by mixing his magic abilities with his sword abilities. Sure. And then he just drops it and hasn't worried about it. I love that shit because he did try it and it was insanely successful. Right. But the last time he's been in a conflict like that was a dire one where like Gislaine had to come in and she slapped people with her swordsmanship. That was that one time he used magic, he used fire and earth magic to get out of the situation, but she came in and fixed everything. But you're right. I think that's going to come back into play in season two. Like, I think he'll he'll use his weak swordsmanship, but his strong magic as a as a counterbalance. But but that's that's what what I'm saying. Yeah. Why are you making the excuse that it's helping him socially? But he is supposed to be a 40 year old man who's smart ish. Yeah, he has enough. a decent enough smarter knowledge. He's played than plenty his age. of games. Yeah. yeah, it is not illogical to say, okay, I used it this one time and it worked. Why don't I use it again? He has not since used it in all of his training. Right? I think there's a matter of opportunity because I think he's trying to learn swordsmanship flat. Like he's trying to learn swordsmanship sans magic because he understands the value of learning skills in this world, aka his language studies. He learned demon language, which or, or beast language, which helped him when he had that calamity transport him, Eris, and just those two to a different region of the world. So him learning that was very helpful. He could communicate. So I think he understands that learning these skills sans nothing, like sans magic, sans everything else. He just wants to learn these skills flat are helpful for him. He's not a dumb guy. He isn't a dumb dude. He knows what he's doing. So you have to remember, he's also like 10. Like he's still really young, but he knows it too because he's a 30 year old guy in a newborn's body at the beginning. So he recognizes that, oh, language hits. We talked about it in the sidebar. Language hits hard right now. Might as well learn all the languages I can right now because that's where my brain's at. So I don't know. They just, there's a refinement there. And I, I'm curious. What about the refinement? I'm just like, I'm just baffled. Like, I don't I'm, understand I how. It. I see it. I see everything. But, but you see the gap and then you're just explaining it away. I don't understand it. What gap is there? That There, there is no gap. I if, just explained it. If you're it. young, yeah. you are smarter than everyone else in this world, obviously. You're smarter than every other child in this world. Not the adults. Uh, he's smarter than every adult. Mm, no, he's not. No I, one. Like, the only thing he doesn't have is the information about the world. But other than that, he's able to put together information faster than everyone else. Right. But you see him fluidly going through social situations with adults. Like, even the dance. Even the dance situation with Eris. Like, he recognized that she can't dance. No one else is going to be able to, like, vibe with her if she can't dance. So she danced. He danced with her to make her seem okay on her birthday. That is an example of his intellect of social vibing which actually now saying it out loud that's actually kind of a weakness because he wouldn't be able to know that kind of social acuity right because he's a shut and why would he be able to know that but all i'm saying is i'm talking myself into a corner on that one but him being smarter than most kids in this world doesn't necessarily give him an advantage he's as smart as any given average adult and he makes it work to his advantage that's all i'm saying He's not smarter than them. He's just as smart. Shin is smarter than everyone in this fucking world. He's also smarter than everyone. He understands, like, this is what I don't understand. You're, it's the same argument. It's not. He is a guy from 2020. 
going to a medieval world, he is automatically the smartest guy in the world. The only thing he doesn't have is the context of what's going on in that world. So not only that, he's played simulators his whole life for these social situations. Okay. So like I can almost, I can almost say, okay, you would have a good idea of what you should do to look like this kind of guy. Right. Yeah. And I think when he goes to uh, Grey Rats Manor or whatever, the Boreas guys, sure, he, sure. he's exhibiting some of that. Of course, he doesn't know the customs of that world, so then he has to learn like the bowing, all that shit. He also, he sticks his foot in it a little bit with that situation, dancing with Eris. Because remember, I don't remember his uncle's name. Oh, the... Zenith, the, maybe? Zenith, Paul? or so... The, the fuck's the guy's name? The clean-shaven guy or the one with the beard? Paul. No, not Paul. Not Paul. Paul's his dad. Philip. Philip, Philip, yeah, Philip. Philip comes up to him and he says, hey, I wish you wouldn't shine so much because there's a lot of this stuff on the backside, which was actually very, very interesting that stuff. Was, that was cool. That was very cool. But him stepping his foot in it has, as of yet, had no, no, um, no negative, no, no negative implication, yeah, right, which right, right. it really should have by now. I think it should have as well. And I think we're going to see them in season two. You had a great, you had a good story going, a great idea of like the social stuff going on in the background. And then they blew it all up by sending them to a different country altogether. I, I don't think they blew it up. That's the thing, right? Is that, uh, and maybe that was partly a narrative choice to get him in a situation that's more akin to a hero because him and his old situation he had a pretty bad rap sheet of shit to do. He tried to touch Eris. He tried to groom Sliff or whatever fucker name was. And he was just, he was a horny ass motherfucker. Right. As like, as like a seven year old. That's not something, it's realistic, but it's not something you want to see your main character doing. So a forcible removal of him from that situation into a dire one with a party and adventuring and you were forced to your, your wits versus the world. I think that removal was narratively a perfect pivot because he was obviously doing a lot of bad shit. He was wrestling with the man he was prior and then he was bounced out. Fuck you. You have to be an adventurer now. Either yeah. You lead them to greatness or you guys are all going to die. And he was like, uh, shit, I guess I'm going to be a mage or something, whatever. So I, I don't know, man. Like, so I liked their adventuring because it showed him trying to basically put it all on himself as the yeah, leader. Yes. And with, there was that one scene where he made them wait to yeah. have their clout made more. Uh, There's a scene where basically he watched another party being attacked by a monster they clearly couldn't beat. And he said, wait. Because when they tell the story of our rescue, the longer we wait, the more perilous we save them, the perilous situation we save them from, and we have the better clout. But one person died because of that waiting. That was a very, very interesting moment. And it was a good scene because he's trying to big brain everything. He's yes, trying to think yes. think through everything because he is the smartest person in this world. He is. And the problem is like as somebody who hasn't, you know, experienced life very much, especially in his case, like the, the, especially with like wild animals and shit, you just never know. Right. Yeah, so right. the unknown aspect, he never took into account, which is like, this thing is a million times stronger than you thought. Oops. <laughs> Whoops. And so that was a great scene. It was a good way of it showing like, scene. 
Yes. He doesn't know what the fuck he's doing, even though he's smarter than everyone else. Well, he has an agenda in mind, and that agenda may not coincide with how the world needs to work, right? He was thinking of his party's rep before he was thinking about other people's lives. And that is something he never had to wrestle with until now. And now you can tell he has a bit of a somber, more weighted vision of other people's lives in this world. It's kind of the similar with the million lives when they realize. I mean, he was what, viewing it as a game. Yosuka, like when a he figured it out. that he had to figure out. Yes, when but he figured it out. My problem is, okay, the same thing can be said about the fact that he's supposed, he has played a bajillion games. And he gets like instantly flustered in it, almost every situation. Well, and it makes no real sense. Life for, it's real life for him now. It's what, he's been in a million games, but one Isekad world. This is his first foray into an Isekad world. Of course you get flustered. Why wouldn't you? Would you? No. I know. Uh, no. Of or course are you we really, wouldn't. Of course. I would. No, you wouldn't. Well, I mean, you're, you just saw some guy get fucking beheaded in front of you. And you're like, yeah, fuck, I got I to gotta deal with that now. Like, I got to actually deal with that. Like, I just, I don't believe that for a second. I think they did a lot about trying to make it very realistic. And then they make him simultaneously the smartest and dumbest person in the entire world. And it's just a frustration for me. Like, I, I would beside say, I all say, the pedophilia I garbage. Dumb, I wouldn't say dumbest. I'd say arrogant. Arrogance is a more, because he was clearly arrogant about I would say the maybe other lives. Oblivious. Like, sure, but he wasn't dumb. He was oblivious by who was blinded by his own progression he was basically pushed because i just want to get into magic school in five years i just need the cash and the cash requires that our party is the highest cloud and i'm going to use that cloud if this rescue is more and more perilous so i'm going to let this wait out i'm going to let this sink in and then boom somebody died because he waited and this moment now he realizes oh fuck I can't be that way because lives will be lost if I don't act. I have to act. And even the the guy that he's with, I, I genuinely forgot his name. The green hair guy. Roigerd. 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 Yeah. He was, why did you stop me? Why didn't you let me attack? And he's like, I was thinking of my party first. I wasn't thinking of the lives. And I, I think that's important because that is something that he's wrestling with in a new world. So... Do I understand everyone vibing on this show? 100 fucking percent. But I understand why you see it differently. I get it. I I, I do get why it's not everyone's forte. I just, I, I don't think that this deserves to be called, you know, show of the year already. Show of the year? No. Isekai of the year? Yes. You haven't seen half the year, bro. I'm just saying. That's I'm, crazy to say. I pitched it to you at episode six, and people are making exemplary videos about it now. I'm just saying. I saw it early. People recognize it now. Look, my view is people are so, so bored about being locked inside that anything that's interesting, this is they instantly not just, just slurp the fuck out of it. This is refinement. This is the it's My Hero it's Academia of Isekai. It's refining <laughs> things that existed to an absolute atomic point, but it's not doing anything drastically new. That's all I'm saying. It is not doing anything new, but it is refining everything the isekai genre has to an absolute T, and I'm here for it. And my rating is going gonna, is gonna to show that. My number for it. What's your number for this evening? What do you got? Look, this is a solid show. It's a, it's a great show. 
It is a solid, solid 85. 85, not bad. 94 out of 100. Yeah, 94 I mean, calamities out of 100. It is truly, I think it is two points better than slime, maybe even three. Because, uh, well, I gave slime a 91, I think. But what where slime takes things in a brand new direction and truly made a subgenre in this genre to the point where I'm a spider, so what? Literally copied it. This show is refining it's what's already there. <laughs> it's great for pedophiles. Yeah, I mean, I guess people touching, you know, it, 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 it's like I said, I'm not, I genuinely, I'm in no way agreeing with what the main character does. I really don't on. know how you deal with this situation in shows. Like, I genuinely don't know what you should do, say, if you, because I, I, I like can't even imagine, you know, being forced back into my eight year old self. Because I think the the question really is, right, are you viewing the world, you view the world based on your, like, perception at the time that you're viewing it, right? Sure, sure. So if you're reviewing everything you've already viewed in a different mindset, right? Like, say, say your parents said something to each other that had, like, an undertone that you obviously flew way over your head when you were, like, five. Yeah, cut to 15 years later, you're like, oh, my God. You're like, That's fuck. Exactly what the fuck that just happened. Right, so, like... Yeah. I understand that that would be a mental thing that's going on. Sure. What I do not like is that he's acting in this world. And I think it's, it's, it's just like, I don't know how you deal with it in a good way. The way I see but it. This way is not good. The way that I see, I reconcile with the shitty things that he does. I do not agree with his grooming bullshit. I don't agree with all of that, but it makes sense for the character. He's literally a shut-in who's done nothing but play video games for 20 years, talks to nobody but maybe his parents, and the dating sims that he plays probably tweaked his fucking brain after a couple decades of that shit nonstop. Of course, it's going to make you a fucking perverted asshole. Like, it's going to do that. So, from a realism standpoint... Do I do I like what's happening on screen? No, of course I don't. But people watch The Handmaid's Tale and that shit's full of awful shit and it's celebrated for what it talks about. This show, no, listen, this show is doing similar things where you have a realistic look at a realistic otaku, a realistic shut-in, and he is actively trying to get better, but he is still a slave to his own mental bullshit. Like, he literally can't escape that until he does the active work of being better. So I, I like it. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I, I, you're right. How do you reconcile with it? It's hard, but it's what's, well, here's what I'm going to, I'm just going to say life. this. Yeah. You're, you're giving, you're giving him the benefit of the doubt on that, but then him There's being, no benefit. That's why him being suave in social situations shouldn't make any sense. Cause he's a complete dipshit in the real and world. You're right. I did say that was a bit of a weakness. Like he shouldn't be, he he has the intellect of a 30-year-old. As long as you acknowledge that there's something that isn't adding up here, I'm okay with it. You can I, still I, keep I it at 94. I'll keep it at 94, but I still, I will recognize that with you. He shouldn't be necessarily as suave as he is in social situations, but there's only a couple where he's naturally suave. He's Remember, he learned how to properly greet a royal because he had to learn, but he has the intellect as a seven-year-old of a 30-year-old dude to at least pick up on it. Like, he's like, okay, I can't just be like, what's good, buddy? Um, I'm Rudy. He has to be like bowing. Hello, I'm Rudy, a scray rat. Like, he actually has to like 
due the pomp and circumstance. He has the wherewithal to know that, but he wouldn't have known it unless he learned it. And he did take the time to learn. And that is what's important about this show. He's doing the work. He has the intellect to learn, but he is still learning. Like he's still genuinely learning about this world. So uh, I'm here for it. I'm here for him to learn. So sorry, I'll, I'll stand on the show all day. Like, it's like I just, I just genuinely cannot figure out where the gap is. Cause like all these people are slurping it up so hard and nobody's explaining it to me in a way that really was like, that's that much different from another show. Well, you got to consider like, this is the, while it is a 2021 show, it is a 2013 manga that really was like where Sword Art Online made like the gamey isekai thing. This was the modern high fantasy isekai grandfather. Like this is the one with no, you notice there's no game aspect to it. There's no menu to pull up, right? I think it's from 2013, the manga, and it's the one, it is the one. And it's, it's even made by Studio Bind, a studio that was made, I think, think as an offshoot of wit or mappa that they literally made this studio just to make this anime so they must believe in this story there has to be a believing aspect to it they're putting all this cash and this talent into the show and it shows this show is beautiful by the way it's it could go down as one of the most beautiful shows of this season for sure um but uh it is i just <laughs> I cannot reconcile the I, I fact respect, that he's I, so smart in some situations and a complete dipshit in others. The logic is there. When they I, really, I really that. should make sense. Yeah. Why would you not be, you know, he, he used, like I said, with the sword play, it makes no sense to me. He used one one instance where he used magic and swordsmanship and his dad was like, yo, what the fuck? Yeah, that like was. He in- genuinely was like surprised right. how good he was doing. And yeah. his dad had to pull some like demon lord of the Sith. Yeah, he shit. had to go like Sword King on his ass and just right. absolutely my whop him just to like beat him in that particular bout. But I, I think that might be where his skill disparity is different than the rest of the world, where he has the the logic to put two and two together where his magic is here, his swordsmanship is down here. Can we meet in the middle somewhere? He used the magic during the swordsmanship, and you notice people tend to lean on one or the other, right? No one's doing both. They aren't doing both. Right, but I think it's what you're saying, right? He, he could has easily that be the perfect hybrid. Yes. It makes sense. Eris is better than him. She's a girl. Girls grow up faster. It makes no... It's obvious. Yep. He's a six-year-old, and they're asking him to do sword master shit. No, Not surprising whatsoever. Yeah. They keep saying, oh, you're weak, you're weak, you're weak. That's just a product of being a young boy. But... <laughs> it's just the young boy shit. The young he boy has shit. the magic of, like a demon lord or whatever the hell they call it. Their system's interesting, but so unexplained, I don't like it. I do like, yeah, I like that they have this system where like magic and swordsmanship are like the two veins of combat, but in those veins are really deep. There's like nine levels to each. There's different sword styles. There's like north sword, there's wet like sea sword, and there's like sword god style. Yeah. Like, and people who can use more than one are kind of like a Genke Genkai kind of shit. Like, right? Like, they can, like, vibe with both. And then there's magic, which is, like, kind of a straight system right. all the way like, down. I, this is what I'm saying is they I'm, have a I'm hearing world. how refined and how beautiful this world is, and yeah. then they don't explain this shit at all. Well, we're, we're just... I feel like it's kind of a Tower of God thing where, like, this first season of Prologue. This is just... Prologue. So how can people be slurping it up so hard as being a perfect world Because building? we see... 
the legs it has. This is it what I'm so saying, though. I've been so bitched after farther. saying that I see the, the the beauty in the future before with different shows I've rated you ha- well. We have, yeah, yeah. But then it's okay if, if someone else does it for a different show. I'm just saying there's this, this weird, weird, like... I, like, ex- excuses say. made for the show... I don't think they're excuses. I think this this show there's a vibe I don't know show, why man. you're like it has it you're has talking over my point. No, and I'm just not running talking. past it. I'm not talking over your point. Okay. I understand what you're saying. I do hear it. But like, I'm just saying that it seems like excuses can be made like say we we watch the first season of a show and I say I'm going to rate it high because I know I think it's going to be really good for these reasons. Sure. That is totally fair in my book. Right. But then saying People giving us bad or bad, you know, input on that or whatever, saying like, "How can you do that? That's crazy!" And then doing it for another show, it's just like, "What's happening here?" <laughs> like, I I will make the, I will come across the aisle and shake your hand and say, "You know what? You can enjoy this show all you want." Okay. As long as that's also done for other shows, I just I think it's just I don't understand it, and that's where I'm like trying to like suss this out of you. Like trying to pull this out of you is like what exactly is different other than the refinement? I think what's funny is explain the world building because people are slurping this up and I'm like, it's normal. Nothing about this show is different, but I think it's the progenitor of a lot of things. Like it is the start. You can kind of trace a lot. I mean, 2013 isn't that long ago. (laughs) Right. But people talk about Sword Online being like, the the father of modern isekai in 2012 like it's literally that and uh, it's not unreasonable to think that this show could have established a lot of the isekai tropes we know about now but i i can see that no other show has refined some of these tropes the way this show has and it, it are there gaps yes of course there are gaps i didn't give it 100 because there are gaps I understand it. How is he so fluid if he's a true otaku? Like, how is he so fluid even in an adult situation when he's an adult, when he is supposed to be a true 20 year shut in? I don't know. Like, maybe that might just be something like and and I recognize that like that's a eh, he should be at least more awkward, right? He should be a little more awkward in those situations. But all I'm saying is this show clearly both in story and the people that are adapting it recognize that it's at least if not the goat it's a cut above the rest just in that other category it's playing with slime it's playing with with shield here it's playing with everything else re-zero it's it's up there in the big boys of isekais i'm fully willing to say it's up there with the big boys i just don't think it's like a cut above the rest i don't think it's like Every show is progenerated from this, or you know, I just I, I don't see the is. genealogy. Okay, and and maybe I think we might see it in time. We still have more seasons to go. It's got re-signed for a season two. Studio Bind is surviving on this show. It has no other showings. The studio that makes this is literally banking their entire existence on this show. And the fact it got signed for season two, they get to live another day. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's a good show. Um, but yeah, uh, I, we, it's we, refined. We, I, I will we, fully we, agree with that. You and I both agree it's refined. I think we're going to be in disagreement at how good it might be. I will always <laughs> evidently. think it's, Evidently. But 
we're here to be ha- like having academic discourse, right? right? That's the whole point. That is literally the point. And thank you so much for coming to this pitcher ditch <laughs> redux with two isekais. We're done with isekais for a while. I'm going to make it a point that we get out of isekais next week. Isekai. <laughs> <laughs> Can we? T- do you want to tell them what we're doing next week? Sure. Literally. Yeah. We're going to do Durara. Yep. I get to, I'm going to see my brother on a plane uh in philly and i get to watch gerara there and back so i get to watch anime on a plane and hopefully the person next to me isn't like freaked out or anything um so the episode i just watched four or five yes yeah i'm re-watching it there's like straight up naked selfie on a table so maybe don't watch that i'll one. just i'll just i won't do it on the laptop i'm doing the phone just yeah like tuck it away just for that but, portion like yeah, do that kinda, so that they can't see it because she's like good full looks, ass naked. good looks four or five she's naked 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 jakey that's how it is uh the one where they explain like her story oh yes yes i remember that yeah i'll definitely uh the person next to me unless he's he or she is super into it i'll be like you want to watch <laughs> me? like you want to do it hey i got a podcast by the way you should listen to it's all the issues so fucking all. but if you want to watch our podcast with your eyes and your ears go to our youtube channel what's up youtube gang we're back on that game all the time forever i'm never gonna not do that um well i i, I shouldn't say that too loud because i might forget one week and it's not a problem. Whatever. <laughs> if you want to do it with your ears and just your eyes, just go audio love. Come and find us on Apple Music or Spotify or everything in between. Uh, come give us a five star review on Apple Music. And if why you're there, might as well just leave a word review, right? Come on, just do a little word review. Yeah, say these two are the coolest guys on earth. Absolute beast, Chads. Yeah, love actually, them. write what he's saying right now. Keep going. Like that's. That's good. Like you, you guys are the best. You know, just give us a little <laughs> textual love. But uh, <laughs> if you want to uh, give us some monetary love, only if you can. Patreon.com/slash/ubology. We got a uh, one dollar and up get you into our Patreon with all of our other adjacent professors and all of our past guests. Uh, Three dollars and up get you our syllabus sidebar, baby. Our hi-fi, low vibes, sometimes anime, sometimes not podcasts where we talk about life things and some other segments that we life liberty in the pursuit of happiness we talk about that sometimes too <laughs> we definitely do uh if you want to give us some old school love only if you can we podcast at gmail.com i if you have an email which everyone on their grandma does come on and just tell us hi we love you uh tell us to watch an anime we can totally do that as well yeah throw it on our li- listener suggestion episodes the list be growing other things we podcast uh, or at webology.podcast Instagram. We got memes and memes on news and sometimes giveaways. And <laughs> though uh, we haven't done really any of that for a while. We haven't though. But you can still come talk to us. You can DM us. You can slide into our DMs. Not a problem. Yeah, do all that. Yeah. And Twitter at WeBologyP. We post her sometimes when we have the times. Uh which hasn't been recently. <laughs> nope. Nope. But I, uh, you guys get the show in sidebar. What else do you want? You get want? the show in sidebar. Jesus. You get some video content. What else do you want? We got merch coming out soon. We got the pins. I got to finish that fucking website. I might do it on the plane as well. That's probably be <laughs> actually, that's probably what I should do besides watching Dorara because we need to get that shit done. I can't imagine there's like, it's not a lot to do. Yeah. Like, well, I could probably do it on the flight up and the flight down. But until I'm done watching anime questionably and on a plane, <laughs> I'm Ricky. And I meet them. And this is the Weebology. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I will still watch on a plane. Yeah. I don't care how awkward it is, I'll watch on a plane. Yeah, they get to watch that naked, naked anime girl. The naked waifu, you get to do.